Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release Fridays and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else see what else we are up to. Goodness, do that. I have this memorized like I was not going by the script. You can also find us at Retro Rebel on Instagram. My name is Stacy and with me is my fellow Rebel co-host Amanda. Hello. <laughs> Listen, I've got a very specific amount of muting that has to be done in this show, and sometimes it's not so quick. It's right. Sometimes, yeah, it's not as fluid. That's okay. I try my uh, best. I try my best. So, uh, with the time difference and everything, and, and when we're recording, and it's quarantine, uh, although I, I have to comment every single time we record when it's a little bit later for you, but it's in the afternoon for me. I can't tell you how much more I enjoy it. It is so much better for me. My brain works. Like my brain to mouth, the communication between the two, so much better. I know that the the script, the intro, may not lead you to believe that is true. But it is, I promise. I'm firing on most cylinders right now. See, I always feel the opposite because I will have worked a full day at work, probably a couple, right. like an hour or two overtime, and then I've just had my dinner, so I'm starting to feel the little food coma kick in, you know, oh, yeah. I'm ready for yeah. a little sleep, sees. but I think today's topic is enough to keep me energized, that's all I'm saying. Well, very nice. Well, good. Well, uh, I just as normal as usual, uh, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing the Power Rangers game. Get out of here with available. that. Yeah, You're just playing I have something been. new because you know I haven't, and, and that was the yeah. first game you could. No, actually, I am a huge Power Rangers fan. Uh, I, I watched it new. religiously when I was a kid, and I believe I've told you before, but I used to take martial arts as a child. My mom's a martial arts instructor. That. Yeah. So my yeah. mom's actual profession is she's a martial arts instructor. She has a dojo. I actually help her with her social media as well. Nice. I'm doing too much social media. <laughs> but... Um, and so I took karate, not from her, but from her master when I was like six to when I was like 13 is sort of okay. when I stopped doing it. Um, maybe 14. Um, but Power Rangers was in its heyday during that time and I was obsessed. And I even got the video of the Green Ranger teaching his martial arts technique and I learned his kata. And I was really, yeah. really proud to like show my martial arts instructor this kata that I learned. And I just remember out of the corner of my eye seeing this slightly amused and tolerative expression, but he was definitely not impressed. Oh no. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was nice of him to at least, I'm assuming, I would as I shouldn't, but it was a male teacher? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, was he, 
was he in a, a grizzled vet? I mean, had he had he obviously been uh, a master for a while? You know, ten to no, 10 to three no. I would assume. I mean, it's hard to tell when you're a kid how old adults are, but I would right. assume he was probably like in his late forties. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I was bi- well. I was always a big time martial arts fan. Just you know, for the record, I uh, I had wanted to do martial arts as a kid, but I played other summer sports, and so there really wasn't ever time to do it. And so I was always playing either football or basketball or baseball or something, but had this, I had a huge interest. And, and then I even did some academic stuff, published a paper on MMA where I got to study new ninjutsu and, and uh, the history of mixed martial arts. And as far back as uh, Greek, uh, the, um, I, I guess it was the Olympics really was one of the first yeah, the Greek MMA is the the origin of mixed martial arts. The origin arts. of MMA, yeah, that was the Pancrase, uh, Pancrase, Pancrase, I believe, uh, was it open hand fighting that they used to practice, uh, you know, they practice war. But basically, that was their origin of MMA. Anyway, I've always been a big fan, so um, I relate in as best I can. I didn't get into mix or get into martial arts until I was in my twenties, so I didn't really get to practice until then. But I did take. But did a few you watch Power classes. Rangers? Come on. You know, see, and this is where see even Daniel, Daniel, and you're younger than me, and so I came in right at the beginning. I was just a little bit too old for Power Rangers when they first came out. And see, and that's people, the problem I have with Harry Potter. Everyone's like, why don't you like right. Harry Potter? I was like a little too old when it came out. It wouldn't have been cool for me to read it. And now right. I just don't care. No offense. See, I but think like, you had to, I have enough fandoms. <laughs> it's well, and I understand that, too. You almost have to come full circle where it's like you're too young for something. And then when you get old enough, then it's cool again. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I could guess. go back and watch some of that stuff. So, like, I think I was just old enough when Harry Potter came out. But really, I didn't even... I was in college when Harry Potter came out, so... Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I was then. still, like, a, a like kid in normal kid school. Yeah, see, I was in college, and, and I didn't actually start reading it until maybe the th- fourth movie came out. I think when the fourth movie came out, I started reading the books. So that's ten years after the book first book was published i think and so uh i didn't get into it until much later but i enjoyed it i liked watching the power rangers but i think much later in life i could appreciate it for what it was but it was so hokey and i think as a kid i would have loved it i'd have been out kicking all my friends in the head that would have been what i did yeah absolutely yeah i was super into it well let me tell you about this game (laughs) yes absolutely this is not a game for people who like games. <laughs> okay. You just listen, the music, like, it starts up and you've got that, you know, t- Power Rangers, like, heavy rock beat, you know, just like the TV show. And I was getting amped. I was so ready for it. It was like, and I was like, ready to go. And then yeah. it loaded up and I was like, wait, what? what is this? And I just click story mode, and I think you'll find it is a crappy, want-to-be Tekken, but not nearly as good, like, fighter. And I'm disappointed. I thought it was going to be a karate game, like an actual game. I don't want to just punch random bad guys in a sort of two-dimensional sort of 
workspace, you know, like (laughs) I wanted there to be a story. I wanted there to be a character art. I wanted, I wanted the Green Ranger to fall in love with me finally. That was the dream. (laughs) That's the point. Yeah. Let's just get to it. Yeah. And I was just, I was so disappointed because, you know, we've talked about fighting games before and I, I honestly believe that button mashing is a viable strategy in a fighting game. Who cares? What's the point? Like, they're literally pointless games. Like, you cannot be good at them without years and years of practice of learning how to do the combos. And if you're competing against someone who doesn't have years and years of practice, you're both just button mashing. There's no skill there. So, like, what is the point? And I'm gonna be honest, I was really disappointed by what the game was. I should have looked at the genre. That's my mistake. It said Power Rangers and I downloaded it. Like, you know, no problem. I'm in. But if I had purchased this game and it wasn't Game Pass, I would have been livid. I was already annoyed. Like, annoyed that it's (laughs) taking up space on my hard drive and that I spent 20 minutes playing it. But I got through the first, like, three fights and the story that they try to intersect like interject in between the levels isn't even properly animated it's like drawn and i i don't know i just felt like it was a big cop out and a cash grab and i'm very upset and i don't recommend it to anybody like don't even game pass it if you're a fan of power rangers you won't even enjoy it like it's just not high enough quality that's a solid um i think that's a solid review you know, because you're like, it's free and don't. <laughs> no, nah, especially if you really love the Power Rangers. Like, it'll just hurt your soul. I felt hurt. Like, please, if you guys, if you listen to this and you comment below and you don't agree, like, that's fair. But I'm telling you, I was as obsessed with the Power Rangers as you could get on a very limited allowance budget. You know, like I was really spending money on their little videos and I wanted to be just like them. And I wanted the Green Light Ranger to be my boyfriend. But all I could do is learn his kata. And, you know, (laughs) this game sucked. (laughs) I'm sorry. Right. No, I completely understand. Um, So I don't have anything good to report on my gaming um i have fun things i mean i did do i have been playing uh i've been playing warcraft i've gotten the four characters that i wanted to get to max level i have achieved said goal um and i've i've just really enjoyed uh playing the game from a different perspective uh, i went back and did some of the uh, older content with my panda monk um and so you know I, I go through phases with Warcraft where I really enjoy it, and and then I'll I'll get to a point where I don't enjoy even the the mundane things that used to be kind of zen like, uh, like fishing or or some of the professions. I've always played the game differently though. I've never really been in a in a a guild uh, for very long where it was enjoyable. But that was one of the most enjoyable parts of uh, or enjoyable times I've ever had in Warcraft. During Wrath of the Lich King, I had a really good guild. And we did actual guild raiding, and that was fun. That was some of the most fun I've ever had in the game. But the majority of the time, I've I've soloed stuff. So, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I haven't really had time to play anything else. If only we had recorded later tonight, because I actually have time to play video games tonight. And well, then you'll be able to have lots to say next episode. It's you right. better. So next do. time I. It will be, I can promise it will be a different game next time. I will have played 
I will play something I have never played just so that I have something else to talk about. It's Good. Just, that's, Good. I that's feel the positive. Retro with Rebel this. Guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So I've, that's what I've been playing. So, how about gaming news? Do you have any gaming news you would like to share? I've got a load of gaming news. Do you? How much Bring do you it. have? I've got tons. I just have a little bit. Okay. Well, uh, I'll I'll rattle off what I've got, and then we can hear what you've got. So okay. Uh, and and I won't go into a lot of detail because you know you can Google and read these stories for yourself. You don't need me to repeat them yet. But right. um, a good news story. So the the UK Association for Interactive Games o- over here, the sort of the governing body of video games as an industry has banded everyone together to offer over 85,000 games to um, our national health service. So to nurses and doctors so that they have something to unwind and relax with when they get done with their shift. And like the list of manufacturers and publishers, sorry, rather that are participating in this is so big that if I wanted to read it, like we would spend the next five minutes reading it. Like everybody, your Sony's, your Microsoft's, everybody is involved in making sure that the doctors and nurses get games. And I just think that is killer. And it's, um, it's like a free little platform so that they can download and play. And I just think it's great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, on not so great news, uh, Nintendo has been forced to confirm that 160,000 Nintendo accounts yeah, were accessed it. in hacking attempts, including fraudulent per- purchases being made on people's accounts. Um, it took a fair amount of time for that to actually come out and be reported. It was like a week or so after it happened, which is a long time for people to not be aware that their accounts right. might have been compromised. Now, they might have told consumers a little bit before, but I really think that in this day and age, cybersecurity needs to be the point that within hours of an attack, people need to know. Like, because they could be stealing your account information or racking up charges, and the longer they have to do that, like, the worst. So, so it's a big no-no on Nintendo. Nintendo no-no. Nintendo no-no. Well, I'm happy to report I was not one of those. Um, but, I mean, I hate it for everyone else. That just sucks. And 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 shame on the people that did it. You know, I mean, why? I just don't... I, eh, just to do it... Not because they realize the volume of number of accounts is probably the highest it's going to be for years. Right. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, people actively buying, credit cards being active, like, what a good opportunity. Do you know? That sucks, but yeah. that's got to be the way they're looking at it. That is, I'm sure it is, yeah. Um, so then the next one relates to last week's topic. So we last week we talked about the new game consoles, uh, the PS5 versus the Xbox Series X and what we think about them. Um, you know, please follow the links down below to check out that episode if you are interested. Um, but... See? The Xbox Series X has now been tested on its load speeds um, for... Uh, Gears of War 5 and it currently is running four times faster than the Xbox One so if you can imagine the load speeds that you're currently playing when you load Gears of War and it's not really terribly long to be fair uh, you know maybe 
10 seconds or something it's four times faster than that so that's a second or two um which i think is is pretty good and the um guide called tomsguide.com they were saying that the ps5 should be concerned because um gears of war 5 is already graphically at the edge of you know where these consoles are so um it's nice to know that the new consoles are performing without any problem it's some of the most advanced games that have come out recently interesting yeah um so we'd say a relative good news sandwich Sort of good I mean, sandwich. a good news sandwich. I mean, I have more. I'm sorry. I was really oh, good. today. Oh, good. Add the <laughs> toppings. Let's go. Yeah, so the toppings are, and you'll love this, um, American gamers have been proven to be more skilled than UK players. Now, oh, the is, best part is, is I'm a dual national. because the UK players are too polite. So I'll pick where I want to be. Um, yeah. But I do live in the UK, um, and there is a really cool report that was published by Unilad.co.uk. Um, you can check it out if you want. And they rank the top 10 countries um, on how much skill that they have and also what type of games they're best at. So it's a really interesting read. I don't want to spoil it for you because it's actually quite cool. Um, but it is quite funny that the UK doesn't even like rank in the top five. <laughs> really? Yeah, it doesn't. Um, and then the last one <laughs> is that um, there is going to be a Peaky Blinders game. So I don't know if you really? watch Peaky Blinders. Yes, I love Peaky Blinders. Yeah, so there's going to be a Peaky Blinders game. It's, you know, uh, based exactly on the TV show by Stephen Knight. Um, so it should be really, really close to um, the TV shows itself. Um, and the series creator is contributing to the game. And it looks like the style is sort of a L.A. noir stroke Open drawn almost, style. Kinda. No, like yeah. artistically. Oh, like, okay. Like, a, like a, they've used the character models to a certain degree because it does look like Cillian Murphy and like all the other guys. Um, but it's like quite a drawn like animated style, but not quite telltale level of like harsh lines. You know, like right, more or shaded soft. Yeah, it's it's much more like soft. Yeah. Um, and they've got like a brand new soundtrack that's coming out for it. It's going to come out on Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC in the summer. So it's only a couple months away. So if you're into that, um, it, into Peaky Blinders, it might be worth taking a look out for that. Interesting. No, I would. I, that's That is a a show that uh, I think I kind of came I came in on a little bit late, but man, I I binged through it and I could definitely see that being a game. I I wonder if it's will be in the style though, not just in the artistic style of L.A. Noir, but like Mafia Three or or you know third person type. Um, it'd be interesting to see anyway. Well, it says that it charts the rise of Cillian Murphy's character, Tommy Shelby, as you control him, Shelby. Arthur, Polly, John, and the other major characters in a story that takes place as a prequel to season one. Um, and it has, it says it takes influence from PC classic Commandos in terms of its top-down stealth gameplay. 
and it has a neat gimmick where you can plan your actions backwards and forwards in time by switching control between different characters. So it sounds like a stealth multi-party strategy-ish sort of game. Like a real-time strategy game, maybe? Or not a real-time strategy, no, not but a... RTS. Yeah, uh, kind of like that Mutant uh, Year Zero or... or uh that I played a couple years ago or and yeah it's where, called Peaky Blinders Mastermind so I'm like assuming the mastermind part is probably just solving whatever environmental conditions are there like you know yeah. sneaking around from guards and finding stuff and you know do uh, it sounds interesting your evil plans <laughs> yeah I was gonna say <laughs> it sounds interesting but I don't know if that's what I would it, the show is so much more and again that's maybe beyond the scope of this this show but that show to me is much more about conversation manipulation there's there's a good 45 percent nudity uh i mean it's it, it is a show that is much more i don't know it, it's much more involved than just sneaking around you know it just seemed like there'd be more interaction between characters and uh, maybe dialogue trees and stuff like there, that. There that probably more... is. It just, this doesn't provide a whole lot of information about it in this article. There might be more somewhere else, but, you know, I just saw this in my Google Discovery feed. Well, I always like finding stuff in there, um, which is where I found my story, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is not good news, but, you know, at least... Uh, at least we're getting the game. So basically the story the story is that someone uh, previously was was thought to have been a, a disgruntled worker for Naughty Dog released information story elements uh, to The Last of Us 2. And so basically spoiling the story. Now I have done everything in my power to make sure I did not read one word of any of the story uh I did not want to ruin this game for myself. It's just, uh, it was too good of a game. It was too good of an experience the first time, and so I didn't want to ruin it. Um, but it's its just tragic that this happened, um, especially considering the delay uh, that was already kind of in place because of, uh, you know, the COVID-19 quarantine and everything. So uh, a new story was released. Uh, well, that was the first, that's the first bit of news is that the the story was released well a short time later and this is reported uh on the 28th of april so by the time you listen to this it's about a week old but the uh the game because of this the game has actually been pushed up to be released earlier uh earlier than it was planned Uh, there was a chance that this game wasn't even going to be released this year uh due to logistical issues and this is coming from Druckmann himself uh, from Naughty Dog uh, that uh, that it wasn't going to be released at all. But because of this story leak, now the game uh, is is uh, reported to be released or will be released on the 19th of June. So that is June 2020, uh, 19th of June 2020. So it will come out this year, but not because or not due to uh, any, you know, uh, I don't know, the crunch that, that might have been taking place at Naughty Dog, which right now is impossible. You know, everybody's having to work from home for the most part. So they can't really do it in the conventional sense. But uh, I guess, you know, I guess it's a, 
I guess it's a good thing in a way that we'll get the game, but it's just tragic the way that it came about. Shouldn't, yeah, no, that, to come that, that, that flew under the radar for me. That that kind of is a shame. I don't think that employees should, like, scorch earth everyone else they work with as well. I mean, by releasing this story, you sort of screwed over all your colleagues. Like, I get that you're mad, but chill out. Right, and and that was initially what it was thought to, to be... Uh, it was thought to be... Sony, uh, Sony, or or Naughty Dog employees. Um, do they know who is, it is now? Like, they do was know it? Who they are. Yes, they've identified the leakers. Uh, they they had no affiliation with Naughty Dog or the studio's parent company, Sony. So whoever released it had nothing had no relationship with Naughty Dog or Sony. And this is uh, this was reported by Patricia Hernandez on Polygon, and that was today. Uh, So that's May first. So that's an update to the story. Um, Okay, well that's good at least. I wouldn't want it to be an employee. That'd be awful. Yeah, it wasn't an employee of Naughty Dog, and and Naughty Dog, uh, uh, by and large, has a pretty decent track record. I think most of these companies probably have a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of blood on their hands, some some skeletons in the closet, so to speak. Even Project Red, uh, you know, they they all have probably uh, practiced a bit of crunch, and probably some of the other uh, negatively reported negative stereotypes of of some of these uh, production companies. But anyway, that's I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm I'm glad that, like you said, they're not affiliated with Sony or Naughty Dog, but. Still, the fact that it happened at all is just is just tragic, and and horrible. And I and I hope if you if you see any of those articles out there that you do everything you can to avoid them, try not to uh, spoil the game for yourself. Uh, try to enjoy it as uh, the way it was intended as if you can. Um, but it is out there. If you you know, if you look hard enough, you can probably still find it. I'd encourage you not to, especially if that's something you don't want to ruin. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But, yeah, that's all the news I had. I've only come bearing bad news. uh, Excellent. Thanks, Stace. (laughs) You're welcome. Does Uh, that bring us to our main topic? Yes, it does. Brings us to our main topic. More bad news. More bad news. So why don't you start by uh, explaining this? So our, our topic today is is the future and what what our what our gaming bodies are going to look like and uh, or just the future what is a gamer going to look like in the future um should be interesting so why don't you brief us preface this this topic amanda okay so the preface for this is that the daily mail online which is a right leaning publication in the uk which i think is sort of important to frame Um, Would you say it is a rag? (laughs) You know, we don't really have Republicans over here. I would say even our most right wing politicians are less right wing than they are in America. No, they're even pleasant. (laughs) Um, But they they published an article where um, 
they did a model of what the gaming body of the future would look like if some of the unhealthy habits and long play hours, which I think is also important to preface, um, continue for the majority of gaming people. Um, Obviously, the World Health Organization does recognize video game addiction as an official disorder, like a mental um, disorder. But it looks like if people continue to game for long periods of time, that they could suffer quite heavily from the physical. Now, I will say that this model, I think, is a bit extreme. And I will tell you why I think that. But it's published from an organization called OnlineCasino.ca. Um, it's a it's I'm assuming a casino website in Canada I don't really feel the need to google that website just in case that is what it is because uh, I'm not really interested in gambling myself um, but it appears that a gambling company undertook a study about the impacts of video gaming on people and like long periods of, of isolation and the I'll link the um, article and this lovely person uh, in the excerpt below but essentially he has several key characteristics and looks quite grotesque so I thought it would be interesting because you know Stacy has you know a physical science background and you know does that sort of thing for a living um, to right. discuss some of the different changes they believe that sustained gaming will cause the body and whether or not in your professional opinion you think it's accurate and whether I have an opinion as a person who I think games quite a lot you know more in comparison right. to you and has game for a long time um, for extended periods um, whether I've ever noticed any of these things myself or the possibility of any of these things happening to me you know and i i have gamed yeah. for days at a time before so right. um you know i'd i'd be interested to see sort of uh what your perceptions are of this model so shall we sort of start at the top with his dented skull <laughs> Wow. And, and yes, can I just say this is, oh my goodness. Um, I don't even know where to start on this. Um, just start I, top I, down. We'll just start top okay. down. Okay, I think so, if you click in, it does um, identify precisely. Can I just say this website <laughs> is trash? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really crappy website. Sorry. This like is to one open of the... this website, I feel like my kids can't be around. <laughs> no, this is one of the most popular newspapers in the UK for more right-leaning people. It's, it's the second most popular news website in the whole of the UK. Like now, so, now where does the sun fit in there? The, the sun, sun, yeah. So the sun is like the trashy paper with like women's boobs on page three that you like buy from a news agent. Yeah, because see, I in college I had to do research for one of my professors. This is a true story. I had to do research for one of my professors. He used to be a, a pro footballer in England, um, and I had to basically I was tracking how. Uh, how the um, how England's football team was being covered in the different newspapers in England, and based on I, I guess just what was being said and, and comparing and contrasting between the three different newspapers. And he was in sports, 
sports management. He was a professor in sports management. And so this was one of the topics he was really interested in and how they were tracking it. And, and specifically, one of your guys, and I cannot remember his name, but I think he's retired now. But he was like your big, big star football player over there. Anyway, not that anybody listening cares. Uh, it's soccer. What, David um, Beckham? No, no, no. They played on the national team. Oh. Uh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Who knows? And this was, this was 2011, so. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, I had not moved to this country until yeah. 2011, so I would not have been okay. caught up. So probably, well, see, it was eye-opening to me for many reasons. Number one, and the one that I took home was, in that newspaper, The Sun, it is without fail on the same page every single time you open up a, a different nude woman. Every single time. Topless, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's like what they do. They're called page three girls. They've been in there for like years. And there's usually like a petition every couple of years to get rid of them. But it's sort of part of our culture now. No. And and I, and, it, and the thing is, is I think like many other things, there is a bit of desensitization uh, when I'd flip through and, and I'm looking for the articles because my job was to transcribe all the articles anyway. So you're just flipping through and it's like, huh, hadn't seen her yet. All right, keep going. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, just, there's just so much, there's so many flaws in whatever this model is that they're, that they're, uh, that they've come up with. Um, and I'm with you just for, as a background, I remember playing Final Fantasy VII for probably 27 or 30 hours over the course of maybe two days straight. You know, it's like I was I, I get up and I would play it. I did other things as well. We will get to the point, but I, I, I think it, it, it will bear repeating. I think gaming and gamers in general have evolved since we were gaming and the guys and girls that are professional gaming now. It has changed to the point where when we've discussed esports on this show, they have a fitness regimen, you know. It's like they're not just playing games for eight hours. They realize there are other physiological components that are necessary to excel at something where you sit in front of a screen. You know, we, do, we will not evolve in 20 years anyway to where we are in the shape of a chair. <laughs> well don't you know, spoil it for them <laughs> right well yeah exactly so let's just not let's <laughs> so if you scroll to the very bottom of the article they have an image that um aligns that's if you with can get the, the, the ads out of the way yeah it aligns with the model and it tells you precisely each one of the things that they're trying <laughs> to dispec depict in this picture so if i go down the left hand side first i'll just read out the left hand side we can discuss and then i'll read out the right hand side and, and we can right. discuss and and hopefully that'll keep it a uh, a bit concise on, maybe yeah, on that yeah. <laughs> or or at least have a, a given order to it yeah so on the left hand side it says that we'll develop indents in our skull from pressure and overuse of headphones dark circles Jesus from Christ. deep sleep deprivation and excessive screen time a hunched back from poor posture obesity from increase of food intake and lack of exercise pale skin from vitamin deficiency playstation thumb which i just love that they called PlayStation. it's not xbox thumb it's playstation thumb from repetitive thumb repetitive strain injury from excessive use of controller but but 
Xboxes are fine. So I just want us to all right. take away. <laughs> I think it's a missed opportunity for like Nintendo no, or something. They've it's, got Nintendo arthritis. That's what right. you need. Xbox. <laughs> it should be Xbox Skull or something. Yeah, no, they missed they yeah. missed Xbox. Xbox seems at the moment to be getting off scot-free. So yeah, Nintendo arthritis, ulceration on your hands from excessive controller or keyboard use and varicose veins resulting in poor blood flow from sitting down for long periods of time. Now that's only half of them, but let's start there and just, you know, what do you think is preposterous from this list? Like essentially the even an addicted person would really struggle to develop these qualities and what is possible from this list. Right. Okay. Fair. So we'll start at the top. Let's start at the top. Indent the indent the skull and the and the baldness and just work our way down. Um okay, so again, you can I don't know that I encourage you to come look at this, but maybe we could link oh, it. Oh, I'll somewhere. link it for them. Oh, okay. you betcha. They're gonna see oh, this. Oh gosh, man. We're gonna give them more clicks so they can sell <laughs> more manscaped lawnmowers. Um so Okay, so the skull basically is starting to separate right in the center. And so, like, I know I haven't spoken a lot necessarily about my background, per se, uh, in, in exercise physiology and just human physiology. Uh, but as a professor that studies this, I teach this on a regular basis, not necessarily how your body would evolve like this, but just generally how we adapt. We adapt to certain stimuli. The amount... The I don't I I'm almost speechless at this picture. If you look at the profile, the skull and is indented and is separating, almost like it's going to open, like an alien. Um, <laughs> I don't know how long you would have to have, and how heavy your headphones would have to be, for you to develop such a dent. The only way you could develop a dent like that would be if you had heavy headphones put on your head as a baby, like when you were born and not able to play Counter-Strike or Call of Duty. Um, and then and they left them on there as your, as your skull hardened. And, and, uh, and then you would, you would continue to grow and, and develop once you've you know already separated your skull this is that f just first and foremost that's not possible without you know an anvil dropping on your head or or something else you, you wouldn't develop a skull like this uh just from having headphones on not for the length of time that you would have them even if you did it for years seven eight nine hours a day and took them off seven eight nine hours a day and you did that for years you still wouldn't develop a skull like that the hair, on the other hand, is more realistic. Wait, don't talk it, about the hair. It's on the right-hand side. Okay. We haven't gotten there. We haven't gotten there. True. Stay okay. on the left. Fair dark enough. circles is your next one. Dark circles. Okay, so dark circles. Now, the dark circles is a possibility, but that's not exclusive to playing video games. That's, that's, uh, that could be from a, you know, a writer uh, that stares at a computer screen. Anybody that stares at a computer screen or doesn't get sleep uh, could potentially have dark circles that that's many college students on a, you know, on <laughs> the next morning after ladies night, you're going to have, uh, 
dark circles under your eyes after everybody goes to the bar. So it's not that's not exclusive necessarily to uh, to to gamers or or anything like that. Uh, that's that's that would be anyone who's staring at a screen for a long period of time or that just doesn't get sleep, you know, isn't getting enough sleep. So um, it's more realistic of the ones that are listed here. It's one of the more potentially likely, but it is definitely not exclusive. It, it's not fair to to put it on here and and not at least uh, address that it's not exclusive to gaming. I think that's fair. Like, uh, that's the one where I was like, okay, I'll give you that. All right, yeah, hunched, that hunched back, hunchback. Um, hunchback, to the degree that it is <laughs> depicted in these images, not even close. Not even close. The amount of... Uh, it takes years of not only poor posture, but uh, gravity. And, and I'm ta- we're talking like into your like 30 40 years a lifetime of not only per, poor posture uh but usually injuries uh to the back for you to develop the type of i'm, I'm not even sure what to call uh the the i'm sure whatever actual adaptations an individual might uh, develop from gaming might be some degree less than this if this was even possible but again, poor posture uh, is not exclusive to gaming. Poor posture is is relatively common. Um, so you know, and and that's it doesn't take a gamer necessarily for you to slouch your shoulders and and to hunch over. Um, you can stand that way. People drive that way. Uh, you know, most people, I would say, uh, generally are not standing with their shoulders back. Uh, I would say that most people probably sit and stand uh, relatively, I would say it's lazy uh, in a lot of ways. And that's okay. I mean, from a physiologic standpoint, and one of the things that I teach in exercise physiology is we try, and this is going to come up probably in more of these categories, we try to adapt to whatever it is that we're doing physically and, and perform it in an easy a manner as possible. And what I mean by that is when you're walking across, let's say I tell my students when you're walking across campus, but imagine you're just walking across a field uh, or, or going to a destination, hiking, it doesn't matter. You have a backpack on. You are going to either shift that backpack, if it's on one shoulder or if it's on both shoulders or the other shoulder, you're going to shift your posture and your gait to accommodate that added weight and to make it as easy as possible. So that means that you might shift your hips or turn your shoulders, whatever it is, it's going to take pressure off of that one area. But what happens is, is you put that pressure somewhere else. You do that for a long enough period of time, then you're going to end up having displaced pain. How that manifests in regular life. And again, it's not exclusive to gaming and you definitely won't develop (laughs) shoulders like this, but Uh, take an example from teachers or nurses teachers and nurses are on their feet all the time okay those are two populations and this is male and female but those are two populations that tend to have uh, blood pooling and varicose veins in their legs when they work these jobs for a long period of time does that mean that they're not active does that mean that they're not healthy 
And the answer to both of those questions is no, not necessarily. What it means is that anybody that's on their feet for a long period of time changes the way they walk because they're tired. And when you're tired, you try to walk in a way or move in a way that conserves energy. And that's really all slouching is, is it takes a little bit more energy and effort to sit up straight with your shoulders back. So will will gamers have worse posture? Probably uh, than, than other individuals. It's also why they've got really good gaming chairs yeah, <laughs> to, to exactly. support your back. So that, uh, in fact, some of those gaming chairs are way better. I've got two faculty members in my department that have gaming chairs in their office because they're better support than some of the office chairs that you can buy. So that's exactly what I thought when I read this. I was like, don't gamers have some of the most expensive, most ergonomic chairs available? Like it's better than when I sit at my desk. And and mice, (laughs) keyboards, mice, chairs. They have curved screens that are just more conducive to staring at for a long period of time. Yeah, so that 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 is another one of Michael here that I, I don't necessarily think is uh, not even not not improbable, but impossible. Uh, moving down to uh, obesity, I can't really argue with this one. Yeah, I got to give him that. Yes, I'll, I'll we give move him obesity. less. You move less, and, and yeah, that's just going to be, and and you tend to, if you move less, it's just way easier, and, and just trying to speak as, as uh, objectively as possible, it's way easier to eat more calories than you end up burning. That doesn't mean that you eat worse. I'm not saying that some gamers don't eat vegetables or, or uh, diets that are high in fruit and fiber and, and uh, low in saturated fats and, and whatever else is recommended, you know. Um, but it's it's difficult to get around that most gaming is not as physically uh, is physically active and doesn't burn as many calories as as other activities that you can do. But that's not to say you don't burn any calories uh, when you're gaming, and and certain types of gaming burn more calories than others. You know they've tried to introduce VR and and the Wii Motes and and PlayStation Move and and uh, the Connect and all these other ways to try to get people um moving and gaming but uh, you know as we've discussed many times on this show i don't know that the controller's going away anytime soon and so long you know extended periods of, of gaming obesity is probably going to stay uh as as a part of it but maybe they can get a shirt that fits unlike this guy <laughs> I do like that he's wearing a tiny shirt for literally no reason, just to make it look it's extra. Only gross. to mock him. Yeah, it's only to mock gamers and. <laughs> All right, <laughs> pale skin. I think that's totally realistic. You know, you spend a lot yeah. of time indoors, you're going to be paler. But I do argue about the vitamin deficiency. I don't think having pale skin has anything to do with rickets? a vitamin deficiency. Like you could eat plenty of vitamins and still be pale. Like yeah, this <laughs> those two is, are yeah, not mutually exclusive. This is absolutely, and I think that's another uh, another point in this article that should, I don't know if debunked is the right word, but that I think is irresponsible maybe of them to, to report it this way because uh, the pale skin is not a result of vitamin deficiency, and that can be confusing to someone. Pale skin is because they didn't get out in the sun. The vitamin deficiency is 
related to not being in the sun, but also you can get vitamin D from, uh, from your diet as well. So, uh, you know, not directly related a little bit, you know, disingenuous about how they're, how they're representing that information. Um, so, but, but I can't argue with, if you're not, if you're, most people don't game outside. So, uh, so you're not going to get sunlight, but, uh, and so your skin may be more pale than others, but I think they're looking at it as, and they're reporting it here as a, as a negative and as a, um, as a slight, and I, mean, I don't you know also that it won't necessarily... get skin cancer. So more okay, well, there you. you go. So this could be in the positives. This could be in the pluses. You have scurvy, but you also. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, what scurvy about was not listed. PlayStation thumb and Nintendo Nintendo arthritis. So repetitive Man, strain time. injuries yeah. and arthritic injuries, but attributed to specific controllers, which I love. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, is I don't. I actually don't think, and I, there's not much evidence. There, there isn't, to my knowledge, there aren't any studies that have been published on this. So I don't know where they're getting this information. I think what they're doing is they're they're probably extrapolating data from uh, long-term uh, keyboard use and mouse use uh, to how maybe your your bones and joints of the hands are going to adapt to long-term use with a controller. And so maybe carpal tunnel I could see would be the one that that might develop, which which they have over on the right hand. We can get to that in a minute. But because of the nature of the controller, I just don't see how how much repetition would be. I can't even. I I, I don't. I no. I don't see this as being an issue either. There is no adaptation. Uh, because of the stress and the positioning of the controller and the way you're holding your hands, it's just more ergonomic than holding your wrist up and putting your fingers on a keyboard and a mouse. It's actually probably better for you than using a keyboard and a mouse to hold a controller the way that you do. Uh, there's, there is less contact time many times with the controller because you actually will take your hand off of it. That's anecdotal again, because it hasn't been measured, but I would say, generally speaking, your your hands are going to come off and go back onto the controller a lot more. So there's going to be more uh, less repetition than it would be if you were using a keyboard and a mouse. So um, I'm not sure what PlayStation Thumb is necessarily based other than the arthritic knob that has developed on the thumb uh, in this picture. Um, but it is definitely... Yeah, I think that's a pretty opinion, extreme exaggeration. Right. There's there's no way. There's there's no, yeah. We'll, we'll I mean, we'll I do don't a, even a, have any calluses and I I play games quite frequently, but I use my controller every day to control my media. So I right. probably touch my controller more than most people do. And I right. have I don't even have a callus on my hand. Do you know what I mean? Much right. less arthritis. Are you insane? <laughs> it's just one of the most this is one of the least educated uh, or comes from the least educated uh, perspectives on the adaptations of a person <laughs> based on certain stimuli. This is just not, not even close. Yeah, I agree. I do too. I use my PlayStation controller. It is my media multimedia uh, 
technology. You know, I use it for for pretty much everything if I want to watch something or play yeah, something. Yeah, it's um, like saying if you use a remote, you're going to get arthritis from your thumb yeah, clicking the remote your, button. That's crazy. I don't think that's the angle that this this uh, this website's going for, you know. <laughs> what um, about varicose veins? So you were talking about doctors and nurses, the blood pooling in their legs right. and them getting varicose veins from standing and walking around. So would sitting really do exactly the same thing? Now, now that's another, that's a good question. If they do not, see now the way, the way blood pooling and varicose veins really work and develop is when blood flows to the legs, but isn't, isn't really forced back up into the upper body. So it sits in the lower body. It sits in pools in those blood vessels. So, and the way that we aid that is by contracting the muscles that surround those blood vessels. So when you do that by walking and stimulating the muscles, it squeezes those blood vessels and it pushes the blood back up into the core. Um, and and that's, that's a good thing. That's what we do. That's, we want that to happen. Um, and that's why they encourage, they being you know fitness professionals, encourage physical activity is to help with that blood flow it, it just works in the system to keep blood flowing uh, as it should normally flow. Get back to the heart so it can be pumped out. When you're seated or when you're standing for a long period of time, the blood flows, but it, it, it's, it's fighting against gravity. And that's the part that we struggle with the most. If you're seated, you're still dealing with gravity, right? Gravity's still pulling that blood down. You've got to find a way to get it back up. It's why people's feet might go to sleep, you know, because they don't have great circulation. So in this instance, I would say it's it is more likely to be a long term development, not of somebody in 20 years, but somebody who played video games for 20 years and wasn't physically active. Uh, I could definitely see that being the case. You, you might develop varicose veins because or, or blood pooling and bad circulation because you just sit but it will be a it will be one of a list of a myriad of other things it won't be like the one thing or one thing that develops you know you you might be obese but also type 2 diabetic also very inactive outside of you know gaming and then also varicose veins develops because of this because of the three or four other factors it won't be like the one factor uh, but it is more believable, yeah, than, than the skull one. Just mark it out altogether. That one's ridiculous. <laughs> so um, a question that I have about the varicose veins. Are you basically just telling that we should play video games lying down? Because that's how I play them. <laughs> if you play video games lying down, it will do. it will go a long way to preventing that from ever happening. In fact, when you're lying down... It helps because it, it almost takes gravity out of the equation altogether for the most part to get blood back up to your heart. So you, it's why, again, a, a good a science reference to it or um, a cardiovascular reference to it, your cardiac output, like how much blood is being ejected from your heart, is about the same at max exercise as it is when you're laying down. Excellent. Because... Yeah, so when that's not to say that, but it's because you've taken all the stress off of your heart. Your heart's not having to work nearly as hard to get the blood back. It's My not heart's equating. probably not really take, weak. Do not take <laughs> what I just said as 
laying down is as good as exercising. That is not what I said. I mean, that's what it sounded like. And that's la, pretty la, much la, what la, I said. La, 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 la. <laughs> pretty much, that's all I. That's all I said. And if that's the only take-home message you get, uh, good. No, no, not good. Don't tell no, the you. I mean, any listener. <laughs> No, I get what you're saying. I just, I think that if more people knew that it was probably better to game with your feet up, that that would probably be helpful to people, you know, like, even if you just get a, like, uh, one of those stools to, like, put underneath your desk if you're gaming on PC or something like that. Well, it's not just feet up, it's feet above your heart. That's the thing. Your feet have to be above your heart. So you have, you would have to be laying down to get the real benefit of it. Just getting your feet up, actually, your feet may go to sleep if you're still sitting up, you know, if they're up for too long and you're too, you know. So game laying down. I We, we all heard you. That, Copy that. There, that game I, laying down. That I Sorted. Take that, varicose veins. <laughs> now, the rest of your body may so, atrophy and you may have osteoporosis. <laughs> completely different issue. Oh, God, stop. I drink my milk. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodshot eyes? Or, oh, okay, so now we're at the, the right side. Yeah, I'll let you talk about bald patches now. Okay, bald patches, yeah. So bald patches is, I can definitely see it as a possibility. Um, I don't know if it's lack of sunlight and vitamin D as much as it might be also. Uh, a, it's a combination of other things. There's genetics is involved in that as well. Uh, sometimes uh, obesity is also related to this. Uh, there are a number of factors that could contribute to this. It is uh, potentially related, so this was is a more believable um, variable or more more believable trait uh, adaptation, if you will, to to this lifestyle. But Michael, the you know the the guy that they've got designed here, um, has a patchy baldness that doesn't make sense. So I mean, like whatever baldness an individual might uh, develop, uh, due to a lack of sunlight or, 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 uh, vitamin deficiency or genetics or, or hormone deficiency, uh, certain types of testosterone that, uh, are derivatives of testosterone in your body actually help trigger hair loss as well. Um, and so there are, there are just a lot of factors. And so is it believable that this would be an adaptation? Uh, believable? Yes. Uh, but the, the 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 number of variables that have to kind of line up for this to take place, um, much more complicated than you just being a, a gamer. Thank yeah, you. So, I don't want to go bald. Yeah. That's what I heard, and it's going to be fine. Now, um, <laughs> bloodshot eyes and dark circles, I think we sort of covered those two together, right, talking about right. eye strain and lack of sleep, so I think that's fine. Now, the one that baffled me, baffled me, was Harry ears caused by a lack of air circulation what the hell is that not possible untrue. it's not untrue um but it's also misleading um when when your body uh, when your body feels like it's not getting air circulation and or or it's not getting cleaned out uh so maybe like it's either stagnant or or mm, I don't, I guess the, the reason I, let's say if you ride a motorcycle, which I do, if you ride a motorcycle, it has an effect on your ear, ears and, and growth of your hair because especially if you wear a half helmet or something where your ears are exposed, 
um, the sound, the debris, everything else, your ears actually adjust, your body adjusts to that and, and will grow hair to try to prevent things from getting in your ears. It's disgusting, but it's just life and truth, and that's how your body adjusts. The only way that I see this being an issue specifically associated with gaming is with the wearing of the headphones um, and no air and like no airs. But I mean, you would have to you'd have to wear them for so long that I don't even think that any kind of research trial would be able to say because you wore earphones this long, it caused this significant increase in hair in your ears. Hair grows in people's ears anyway just with age it increases so um you know i'm not sure what kind of control trial you'd have to do to try to elicit this kind of change hairy ears i think this is i think this is a a red herring i don't think it's a an issue well that's good because i really didn't want to have to start to invest in ear trimmers as a woman i'm gonna be honest i think you're safe Yep. Excellent. Now, rounded shoulders. This one I do know is possible, and I've experienced this myself, but not because of gaming, just because of seated bad posture. Like, right. you know, I work over a keyboard all day long, then I sit and I have my shoulders forward, even though I'm laying down, I'm holding a controller, so my shoulders are sort of forward all day long, and it's nearly impossible, and I've noticed as I get older. It is uncomfortable for me to hold my shoulders back for long right. periods of time now because, you know, my posture is just sort of deteriorated. Even in a good chair, it doesn't matter. It's that subtle forward shoulders and they're sort of sloping as well because of that sort of forward movement, you know, and you're always... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're always activating the side neck muscles. And so right. I feel like yeah, they trapped. get bigger, but the rest of it, do, you know, <laughs> is resting on the desk. Whereas your neck muscles are always sort of slightly being activated because you've got bad posture. Your neck muscles are for sure. You're, and you've got the sternocleidomastoids, which are the two big ones in, in the front of your neck, you know, when you like flex your neck and they attached to your your collarbones those are the the those yeah, are two those muscles ones. that you see and then you've got your traps which are holding your head up from the back and yeah your traps i mean they'll get real tense especially if you've got your shoulders uh or or, or you're over a keyboard and your kind of shoulders rolled over um in that kind of position absolutely yeah your, your traps are going to be tight and it's why your upper back tends to have that displaced pain uh, from sitting over a keyboard, but see, they're not talking about computer gaming so much, or or at least they're not really referencing it, which is probably the one they should be referencing the most because of how fixed you have to be uh, in computer gaming. Um, in in console gaming, you're there's much more freedom to move around, and and you know that's not to say that you can't use a controller in a computer game. So. Uh, the ro the rounded shoulders again, like I think, you, like you said, not exclusive to gaming. Uh, probably an issue with uh, with any 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 profession or any activity where you're parked in front of a screen or or uh, you know even even sitting in class. I notice my students don't have incredible posture. I'd say most of them 
just like I said earlier, try to find the most comfortable position to sit in a chair. And most of the time, that's not up straight with your back against the the seat. It's it's slumped over to the side, leaning on your elbow, maybe asleep. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I, I it's it's believable, but not to the extreme that this is this showing. You know, and that's it's something that if you're conscious of, this is not going to be your natural body position. It is fixable. You know. You could sleep. It makes the way me want to like. It makes me want to like move around. Like I'm starting to feel oh, like my, very my conscious of I'm my talking. posture now. <laughs> now, as we're sitting here talking. <laughs> so the next one, actually, I found quite alarming, and not from a gaming perspective, but just a general perspective. But I didn't think that someone who didn't have eczema could right. get eczema triggered from stress. I thought eczema was sort of like genetic in a way genetic thing yeah um and and to be completely honest i don't know uh that i don't know that it's not um i i like to think that it's mostly genetic eczema for the most part um and i also like to think that generally speaking i mean you can get it it's stress-induced eczema from uh, allergic reactions. Um, I know that my, my littlest had eczema on her elbows and her hands um, from allergies. Uh, and so it would manifest in, in, in little patches on her elbows and stuff. But it's gone away, you know. And, and uh, my, uh, my middle, my son, he's, he gets uh, a heat rash, which is a form of eczema. Um, and... It's stress induced as well, but where I don't, where I, I, I almost, and I don't want to be anecdotal about this, uh, but I almost feel like this is added just to add a grotesqueness to the overall model, you know, that it's, it's added just as like flavor, you know, not only does this individual have no hair and a split skull and, and, uh, you know, patchy facial hair and a shirt that doesn't fit. But also, patchy eczema from stress, uh, from gaming. And, you know, so I, I, is it possible? Yes, it is possible to induce eczema. Uh, generally, it runs in a family. Generally, it, it, it seems to be genetic. But I, my background in it isn't strong. So I don't know for sure all of the causes of it. I do know that stress can cause it. But I mean, what sort of game are you playing that you're so stressed out that you get, like, hives? Get out. Stop playing that game, you Well, I can promise you, if gaming has caused this, other things cause it as well. This is... Gaming is not the reason uh, that eczema... that that caused eczema with this individual. That is an underlying... That is a symptom to a much bigger issue. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think this is a... I don't think this is an issue. God bless. I know. it's So the other hand, you obviously can't see it unless you click below. But the other hand is equally as grotesque. Now, we talked about carpal tunnel and repetitive strain and that sort of stuff. So I don't think we need to go into it again. And I've mentioned that never once ever in my life, no matter how long the gaming session, have I ever gotten a blister or a callus from gaming. Never gaming. That's not true. (laughs) I, I have one instance where I've gotten a blister. One. Ever in the history of ever. Were you in an arcade? I was not in an arcade, but I was using a Nintendo controller, and I was having to 
rake my finger over the AB button as fast as you possibly can. And this was as a kid. And, and so basically you just hold the controller in one hand and you take your index finger and you just try to rub it across A and B as fast as possible. And you do that for three or four hours and you're going to, you will develop a blister. I mean, also How, what sort of game is just you rubbing two buttons? I, it was for- like a, you know, like a track and field game <laughs> where AB is like you're uh, running like right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. But that's just bad game design. That is just well, it, not bad only that though, design. because if you if you just hit right and left with your, you just alternate with your thumb, which is completely doable and like not weird. And and you actually, if you did it that way, you can play the game fine. You know, um, it's just you can't get the high score. The problem is, and this is where I think they've messed up here with carpal tunnel and blisters. Well, that guy's got rheumatoid arthritis. There's just no way around it. That, that's that's what that's why his hand is mangled that way. Um, but the blisters, they've changed the controllers like we talked about earlier to where they're so ergonomic and the buttons are rounded. There are no sharp edges on anything anymore. And everything's soft rubber or at least covered in soft rubber uh, so that or soft rounded plastic. There, there are no edges to, to rub your fingers across to develop calluses or, uh, or blisters. And so they've created a controller that's kind of, it's dummy proof and it's also as safe as it can be as long as you don't hit somebody with it, uh, you know, the actual controller, that you should be fine, you know. And, and uh, so I, I, the blisters on the fingertips, I mean, it's, it's something that you would, you would have to, you know, if you know how a blister develops anyway, a blister develops from rapid and quick succession movements where basically you've, you've separated the skin layers. You, you know, you separate the skin layers. I, I can't even think of a game that's in development, has been developed in the last 25 years that would necessitate that type of gameplay. You yeah, know, I don't think would... designers want you to have any injuries while playing. No, they want you to play. Yeah, and and spend money on microtransactions. So, you know, you you got you got to be in there. Uh, I mean, that's why I also think the trigger finger and having like another large corn on your finger <laughs> is like impossible because the controllers are so well designed these days, and the pace at which you're hitting buttons is not as frenetic as it used to be, say, 20 years ago. Right. So if anything, it would go the other direction. But as I would, as you look at, as I look at this and we've got one more, you know, swollen ankles, which, uh, your ankles wouldn't look like that and your whole foot would be swollen actually. So, Basically, it what that is is again. This is a side effect of the varicose veins and fluid in the lower body, where you actually will start to push fluid into the interstitial areas of the lower limb, and so your feet will swell because I have bad circulation. Definitely a possibility. You know, if if fluid and and the blood's not circulating, fluid's not circulating well uh, because I'm I'm not active and I don't engage my muscles. Well, I could have uh, some fluid uh, begin to, to uh, I could retain some fluid in my lower body. It's absolutely possible. Um, not probable, uh, 
based on this model and and based on the you know the gaming behavior of uh, the majority of people who game. But it is it is absolutely possible. The one take home though, and, and we can we can talk about like the total pack the total picture here. The one one of the things that I wanted to address though is we're talking about adaptations, right? We're talking about how the human body adapts, and and you might even say, and I know this is risky to say on a far right website, how it evolves, <laughs> how the humans how humans evolve, and. Uh, if you would like to think that they could evolve this much in 20 years, just think of what you could do in a hundred years or, or a thousand years. So uh, there's no way an individual could uh, develop and adapt this drastically in, in 20 years. Could they develop this way after 20 years of playing video games? Some of these things could develop after 20 years of playing. If you just 20 years of what you did was video games and you were not physically active, you didn't go out in the sun, you ate incredibly poorly, and you were very high stress, and you wore the same shirt and shorts from a uh, 12-year-old birthday, you know, then, then you would look kind of like this individual, kind of, that's in the, in the picture. Otherwise, it's just you're just not going to evolve this way. Um, there, it's just impossible. It's impossible uh, without some sort of autoimmune disease like rheumatoid arthritis, which would cause your joints to develop this way, um, and 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 some cardiovascular issues where you are just not circulating uh, fluid and blood flow like you should, uh, where you start to retain fluid in your lower body. So. Yeah, this is this is a a clickbait. Um, unfortunately, a very uninformative, misleading, definitely not based in any kind of science <laughs> depiction of what a gamer would look like. Uh, it, you know, twenty years from now. Although I uh, might say it is listed in their science section, which is geez. my favorite part about it. Yeah, if you scroll up to the top, Daily Mail uh, science. Science. Did they spell it right? I think so. I think so. Correctly? I mean, they did invent the language. We got to give them that. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't know if I can get to it. Okay. It, it, oh, okay. It is. It is. I stand somewhat Yeah, they've called it science. Maybe? I think my takeaway is that instantly I knew that it was impossible. Yeah. No one is going to develop all of these conditions. It does not matter how much you game. It is physically impossible to end up looking exactly like this. You're not going to end up with a dent in your skull and rheumatoid arthritis and blisters and baldness <laughs> and ear hair and eczema. And you just won't because there's so right. many different variations in how people game. And, you know, right. even if your lifestyle is horrendous, let's just say you don't like to use voice chat. Well, not having a headset means there's no chance of a dent, which we've already established is pretty impossible anyway, unless you start gaming as an infant with a headset on your head 24-7 um, while your skull is not developing. You know, the, the skull is really, really rigid when you're an adult. It's not going to be affected by the lightweight headsets of today it's just not possible like it's just not possible you would have to hang weights like over your head for years and right. not move right. you know on your head yeah. like 
Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, even, even, I think the best analogy I can make is like women wearing high heels. You know, if you wear ill-fitting and high, high heels for the majority of your adult life, it will cause changes to the shapes in your feet where the bones will get compressed and you'll, you know, develop bunions and calluses and all sorts of stuff as a result of that. But the difference is that with high heels, your entire body weight is compressing your feet into that shape all of the time, nearly every day for probably most of your adult life. If you're a woman who has, and we all kind of know what those feet look like, you know? Right. But they And I think that's important too. Yeah. yeah but your a headset is not going to do that. An ergonomic no. gaming chair is not going to do that. They are literally designed for comfort. It's their point. But some of these things I think they are possible and maybe it's a good like warning sign just, you know, to be scared and then maybe take a realistic look at it. Like, okay, you know, it's good to sometimes think about our habits and, but I do think this is a bit scaremongering. Yes. Oh, it's 100% scaremongering. It's 100% uh, a, I don't think of the right term for it, but it's basically a jab at a demographic of people that um, in society might might still have a negative stigma, right? The gamers have a negative stigma. Uh, there's an idea out there that gamers are, you know, unhealthy, um, you know, poor, they have poor diets, they're antisocial, they're lock-ins, you know, they're a, a number of variables that can be associated with that population, and which is unfortunate, you know. I mean, it's such an eclectic group, and you can't put gamers in any one particular box, you know. There's uh, so many different types of gamers you know and so uh but i think generally speaking if you were just to take this image and the different <laughs> ailments that that they listed and i'm a one i'm 100 with you they you know there there are some warning signs here some things to, to keep in uh, to take into account and to be aware of uh you know be you know step away from the game on occasion get up go go outside uh but i think I don't think that's an issue that that current gamers struggle with. You know, I don't I don't think that's something that the majority of gamers are confused about, that it's important that you you vary your your activities. Uh, Although I do know that there's probably still a contingency that 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 games to a degree that might be deemed unhealthy. Right. That that might game too much and don't get enough. Uh, sun exposure and or and aren't social enough and and uh, stay uh, stay inside and and uh, you know and aren't necessarily uh, you know socially uh, you know the the maybe aren't as socially acclimated as other yeah, individuals. But and I think so. even without gaming, there would be people who would be like that anyway. I, you know, and I think they would just be reading books or whatever. Like gaming, I think is just a more fun thing to do when you're a extreme introvert you know and maybe socially awkward but i 
I think the important thing to get across to people is that, you know, no matter how much you game, you're not going to end up looking like Quasimodo, but <laughs> like, you know, you should get up and go for a walk, like be conscious of how much you've moved, be conscious of how much you've eaten and maybe game lying down. I mean, I, it sounds like I've right. been doing well, it right yeah. the whole time. <laughs> sounds like it. Yes, absolutely. And moderation you know in the end in the end it will always come back down to that and is it wrong to or is it bad even and i think that's the important question is is it bad for you to sit and game for 15 you know 9 15 hours in a session you know do it all day no i'd say unequivocally no it's not bad is it bad to do that every day all day all the time yes that's an extreme example Find some happy medium where, yeah, I needed to finish Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it took me 70 hours, and I probably played it for a week and a half. <laughs> so that's a lot of gaming in a week and a half. But then I didn't sit back or go right into another 70-hour game. You know, I switched it up, played a different game, and I went outside and I played other, you know, played sports. So um, finding some kind of balance between all those things, different activities, Play those games that are really, in, really involved, that, that take a lot of time. Um, you know, I know lots of tabletop gamers. And if, you, if you've ever played a tabletop game, you've played Dungeons & Dragons, that's a game that can take 400 hours. You know, so it's not like you're going to finish that game in a day or in a month sometimes. So, uh, you know, you, you play it for a little while and then you go do other things. So I, I think this is... It, it, take it for what it is. Uh, it's, it's got some potential uh, red flags for people who might excessively game, but man, it's, it's really just scaremongering and, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, clickbait. And, and uh, I would not take it for, it is not science. I will tell you that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think that is a great way to wrap it up. It's not science yeah. people like don't, it's don't science. take it at face value. No, no, no. So, well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion and topic. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templateweek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templateweek.com. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.